I tested just moments before. This has been cleared with your COVID task force. Uh. This has been an odd few years. (laughs) Just a few weeks ago, I received these words from my colleague, Ashley Horan. She writes, As Russia invades Ukraine, the violence has already killed hundreds and displaced thousands and presents terrifying possibilities for escalation toward global war. In Texas, Governor Abbott's most recent efforts to prevent kids from receiving life-saving gender affirmation care will lead to the trauma and death of our precious trans and non-binary children. Our hearts are heavy today. On top of the deep weariness and fear we collectively have been navigating, these latest headlines feel like too much to bear. We are with you in grief and rage. She says both the invasion of Ukraine and this latest attack on trans children stem from legacies of imperialism and colonization, rooted in the belief that one group of people should have authority over the decisions and freedoms of another. And as centuries of human history have shown, whenever the state prioritizes its ideology and interests over the agency and self-determination of the people, violence is inevitable. This last section stopped me in my tracks. I had been reeling. It has all just seemed like too much lately. On top of all this grief, all these feelings, on top of the stretch and the strain of these last many months, now also to have war erupt, to have the images of devastation and pain, the impossible reports of civilian targets, just too much to take in. And then here in our own country, the rampant efforts at dehumanization and subjugation, legislation targeting trans youth and their families, cruel and wide-reaching attempts to target families already contending with the challenges of loving and supporting our beautiful children and youth, might be facing bullying or other forms of violence, celebrating and honoring the truth of these children's identities in a world which would rather squeeze them into predetermined boxes, hearing these linked, both legacies of imperialism and colonization, both attempts to solidify power and authority over another's body and self-determination, something settled into my mind and heart. Quran continues, our faith aspires to build a different kind of world. At its best, Unitarian Universalism gracefully holds at its center 
both reverence for the individual and the collective. Our congregations covenant to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every human being alongside the interdependent web of all existence. And in practice, this means working for a world in which individual freedom is balanced with collective thriving. It means we must unequivocally reaffirm our commitment to protecting and supporting our trans and non-binary family in Texas and across the globe. It means we must elect and hold accountable leaders who have the power to resist and repair wounds of colonialism and imperialism. This is part of our precious purpose here to affirm and reaffirm our connection, to practice and embody a different kind of power than we see perpetuated all around us. We build here a community which seeks and strives for inclusion and connection, one which is not satisfied to settle into calcified patterns of male domination and heterosexist assumptions but one which seeks to awaken to the patterns and the practices which hold people down and lift others up. I have a favorite t-shirt. It almost looks like a heavy metal band concert t-shirt, but it has a pink unicorn in the middle, rearing up on its haunches, and it says in flowery script, destroy the patriarchy. I came for the unicorn, and I stayed for the slogan. My beloved daughter, Aaliyah, is a lover of unicorns and is already in her own right a toppler of subjugating power systems, if I do say so. I bought it thinking of how much she would enjoy the unicorn, and every time I put it on, I am aware that I am a temporarily able-bodied, cisgendered, heterosexual, white male inhabiting many positions of power. One time my daughter even asked me, Daddy, what is patriarchy? <laughs> Talk about a teachable moment. I could feel my mother and my wife generations of Unitarian Universalist women surrounding me and my soul, Susan B. Anthony and Mary Safford and Olympia Brown and every woman who has fought tirelessly for equality and freedom. I could feel all of my queer heroes and leaders, my adopted brother Dennis and his beloveds, my colleagues, my family of color. I could feel a cloud of witness vast and beautiful surrounding me as I answer her. A girl who will grow up to be a woman, a woman of color. Daddy, what is patriarchy? I took a deep breath and explained to her that there are systems of power which have existed for a long time which holds some people down and lifts some people up. I explained that men, like Daddy, 
have benefited from those systems of power for a long time. And I explained that part of our religion, part of Unitarian Universalism, is that we believe that every person is holy and good. And so when we see that some folks are held down, we work to change that. She seemed satisfied with the answer, as did my conjured cloud of witness. It has been my great joy to serve recently with Belmont's LGBTQ plus alliance along with many First Church folks. As part of that effort, we have gone to the GSA at the high school and the middle school to share support and get to know the youth a little. This week, we went to check in about some efforts for the upcoming Transgender Day of Visibility coming later this month and also happened to come on a day that the middle school youth were sharing presentations. Woo! If it's been a while since you were in middle school, let me conjure, even in a very supportive place, the deep stress the middle schoolers feel standing up in front of one another. We landed as the day was ending, and the bursting stream of hundreds and hundreds of youth were set free to the rest of their days. I got to bump into my son, Ben, who was profoundly disoriented to see me there roaming the halls. From this streaming mass of humanity, we came to the room where still 30 youth, 5th grade to 8th grade, were packed into the space. These Faculty advisors are incredible, loving and corralling these youth. But again, the beautiful thing was the presentations. With so many pressures, with so much pulling them in so many directions, these youth, many of them queer, had a circle of support to share and explore. Some of the presentations lifted up LGBTQ plus celebrities, Others explored definitions and identities. One was a poem about Bayard Rustin. It was a beautiful, precious gift to be there. All were fantastically halted and beautifully awkward, so nervous and middle schooly. It was exquisite. And then we talked, along with Gladys Unger and Leslie Talmadge, we facilitated a reflection on the recent walkout. Last Friday, along with youth at Belmont High and others across the country, those youth walked out of school in protest to the Texas laws we mentioned before. It was a beautiful event, and there were great images of huge groups gathered at both the middle school and high school. And reflecting on the day, many of the youth there said that while the event was beautiful and it was great to be outside and holding trans flags and pride flags, many of them heard hateful and transphobic speech from people, even who joined the walkout on their way outside. While it was a powerful moment, they were clear on how much work still needs to be done. And they had that space, they had that precious gift of that affirming, celebratory, loving space in which they could be their truest selves. 
They have the gift of this community and the LGBTQ plus alliance and others in their wider sphere affirming their inherent worth and dignity. This is why we have pronouns on our new name tags for the middle schooler whose presentation was a poem about the suicide numbers of queer youth who started to cry even in that supportive space. We have pronouns on those name tags because we want to build a world which celebrates and honors the inherent worth and dignity of that youth, of all people. The importance is not ethereal or abstract. It is life and death. These are the words of Gretchen Haley. Open the door of your hesitant heart. Let the light shine on all the sleeping shadows. Awaken to this day that offers itself to you and to all with a great extravagance. Awaken to this gift, this beauty, this chance, that we might still begin again anew, that we might be changed by the in and out breath, that we might burst forth like the crocuses, that we might still surprise this earth with a new song, sung together, calling us all in and sending us back out and know it as a blessing. This is our holy work. Right here in the midst of this complex moment, in the midst of this violence, this Ukraine, right here in the midst of this Texas, of this dehumanization, this subjugation, this oppression, this beauty. This is our holy work to build this new world, one in which individual freedoms are in balance with collective thriving, one in which we uphold the dignity of all people and the well-being of this precious earth, this is our work, to cherish one another, to know in the bones of our bones that we are worthy, even them, and to work tirelessly to build a world that honors this holiness, that celebrates this wholeness. Amen.